0: Welcome to Faith Walking Conversations. In this episode, Marcos León and a group of faith walkers share a time of meditation and learning about practices that nurture your soul. This week, they reflect on the topic, Letting God Shape You, the Bible. This conversation was originally recorded in October of 2020. We want to remind you that Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.feworking.us. Join this conversation. I'm gonna look twice at you Until I see the cry welcome, welcome to our Conversations of Mondays, the weekly meditations we explore together uh, about practices that uh, God uses in a way to um, nurture our souls, to help us grow and develop uh, this character of Christ in us. And um, today we're starting a new series uh, of probably four conversations regarding, or the title is Letting God Shape You. And we're going to talk specifically about the Bible today. And let me just introduce this by by telling you, uh, in Faith Walking, we talk a lot about formation, right? The spiritual formation. Actually, we we would say Faith Walking is a process of spiritual formation. And when we talk about formation, we talk about shaping, you know, things that form us and shape us. And, um, you know, when we think of of the spiritual side of it, it's not a different side. It's just probably the perspective. It's like seeing the same thing from a different angle. Um, We believe then if we have some, we we only have some awareness and some saying about what shapes us, right? In the spiritual side, we say, well, we're letting God shape us we're kind of putting ourselves in the in the place of, of the um, of the clay and let God be the potter, right? And and be willing to for him to shape us. Or we are willing to shape ourselves, right? I'm trying to shape myself into the thing that I want to be. Or I'm just unaware and I'm letting things that happen uh to me shape me. And even thinking if this season of COVID and and social unrest and uncertainty, that this is not, we don't have really a precedent, at least in my own life, right? I can read about the stories in the past, but in my own life, I don't have a precedent of a pandemic, for example. And it is very, very probable that this is shaping something in me. So we are awakened to this awareness of of being formed. And in the spiritual perspective, is well, Lord, can I invite you to, to, to shape me, to, to form me through this? You know, and the Bible is full of it, if, if, if you think of it. All the stories of the Bible, the people of God and the Israelites, you can tell the 40 years in the wilderness, shape, somehow form the, the people of God. And, and you can say that about every season. But anyway, how in the world this takes place how in the, in the world can we put ourselves in a place where god can do the shaping in us right and we're going to talk about three elements today i'm going to talk about the bible but let me start with with that little preface and and uh open with this uh, this is a quote from richard peace uh, he writes about the Bibles and he says, the Bible stands at the center of all traditions of Christian spirituality. For sure. The question is not whether one should study the Bible. The question is how to study the Bible so that it transforms us. You know, so uh, I'm even aware that as I say, even in the, in the title, I just put the word Bible, there are a lot of meanings that you might have about that. The word of the bible you might love it you might not love it <laughs> just pay attention to to that you know what is your internal response it may be very positive and yet very focused in one way of understanding the bible or not as in faith walking uh, we often say is allow yourself just to 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 open or allow your heart to open, to listen. Uh, you know, how the Lord uses the Bible to shape us in, in a different context. today we're going to talk about that. So it is this is not about saying the Bible is not necessary. All the contrary. How in the world we let God use the Bible to shape us? I have to admit that many of us probably have a, an experience of approaching the Bible in a way we have been asked to memorize or to believe even the bible and you know there are mixed mixed feelings but um anyway bear with me okay let me also put a little bit of a concept first from a practical perspective okay our time is the time that we spend with god i will say that are always influenced and mediated by three influencers three three different elements one is a scripture you know, time with God without any kind of context of a scripture, you know, ever, it, you know, it might be dangerous. You know, I, you, you, you need some some level of a structure here, right? But the scripture for sure is one. Uh, reflection and meditation. You might also think that time with with a scripture, even whether without reflecting or meditating, this is like reading. I don't know what, uh, reading very mechanically. This is not about just getting over with a, with a chapter or with a passage of the Bible, but it actually includes or it needs a, a time of reflection and meditation when you can sort of internalize that scripture. And prayer, right? So I, I will say that those are the three uh, little legs of our stool Okay, let's put that the stool is when we sit with God. Okay? You know, we're gonna I'm gonna sit with God. I need to sit in this stool, scripture, reflection, and prayer. And you know, these are working all the time in us. You know, you might have a scripture in you, and it might come a specific moment of of, of your day or you might be walking and being in a mem- moment of peace and calm and some of the meditation and the reflection takes place or you might be just having a breath prayer like love have mercy you know you just, you just lift up that prayer like that that is under your breath and so all the time they are happening but each one of these have a special relevance in concrete times and concrete spaces that we create to be with God in which our awareness is focused in the work that God is doing in us. Make sense? So yes, you can be doing groceries and praying or running and praying, but there is something about one specific time, like a date, a rendezvous, right? That I set to be with God in which scripture, reflection and prayer take a special meaning. And engage our soul in a specific way. Okay? So, actually, this is the, if you want, the little uh, guidelines that we will f- uh, follow in our series. We're going to talk about the Bible today, scripture. Next, we will talk about reflection and meditation. And the following way, we will talk about prayer. Probably we will follow and finish with some final comments. But that is the idea. I believe that God shapes us, forms us, using everything, but it has to be mediated by these three elements okay so you have you have an idea of of, of what i'm talking about let me as often begin with some scripture as a context talking about the bible you know this is a context it's a good beginning right this has been a picture for me to be honest in this specific uh series this is what has uh, the picture that has uh, god has used to emerge this idea of putting this series of how god shapes us is a parable of the sower you know it very well right let's read it so jesus is talking and uh, well he's telling the parable he writes the following and he jesus told them many things in parables saying a sower went out to sow and as he saw some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil." And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him. Here. There you go. Famous passage, right? And I love always, every time I read this, I love how he ends. He who has ears, let him hear. So you see, here is the word. And at the end, there's something that Jesus himself says there's something else that is needed. You need ears, right? You may have the same passage without ears. It not be different than the seed that falls along the path or on rocky ground or among thorns. So you get it, right? You get the picture. I'm not trying to teach this passage today, but just telling you we're seeking fruit, right? That is the formation of God in us. The fruit is the character of Christ in us. It is not a moral fruit necessarily. is is moral probably too but it is the character is Christ in me the hope of glory that is the fruit right and several things are necessary there's a seed and there's some elements around the, 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 the good soil the space right so in my very simplistic way of putting things I invite you to think that that seed that is the word of God is the invitation the voice of God needs some elements around it to grow and that's what this series is about what are those elements i invite you to consider bible reflection meditation prayer and a specific time with god like college retreat actually it's going to be five weeks long okay okay the word of god is the seed we need it right if there's no seed we might have a great soil but there is no nothing planted inside make sense Next passage, uh, uh, also in, in the book of Matthew, right? Um, this is also very famous. Jesus is fighting, <laughs> fighting in the temptation, you know, in the wilderness, just before every uh, everything takes place in the ministry of Jesus, uh, we we find this uh, moment of, of temptation. Uh, and he reads, and the tempter came and said to him, to Jesus, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of breath. remember he has been fasting for 40 days so he was pretty hungry. but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He is actually quoting Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy uh, in the Old Testament and this is the, the, there is the first time that we hear this there is something about the word of God that brings life sustains life okay that is the picture yes you can also say that is the way that we do a spiritual warfare and all of that that's right but i want you to notice that our life your life your spiritual life my spiritual life needs to be sustained by something else than just breath we need the word of god Okay? As simple as that. We might do many other things. We might love nature. We might love uh, silence and quiet and all of that. But we need seed. We need the Word of God to sustain our souls. Next, Hebrews 4. Famous passage too. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, I don't try to teach this passage. You you get a lot of good Bible study around it, but there is something about this that goes deep, 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 and it is living. And active. This is not like one plus one is one; is two. <laughs> Sorry, one plus one is two. And that's it. There's no more than that. One plus one. What? What is the mystery? And even if you bring a mathematician, probably he's gonna he can talk about maybe an hour <laughs> about that. But the word of God is 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 living. It comes to us in a different way, bringing life like an organism. You know, like a. Is a relationship with the Word of God. It's life, and it's active and it's deep. It's bringing things that are deeper. So engaging the Word of God in the superficial level, and we will talk about that when it is only intellectual, it is actually really taking a lot of the, of the reality and the power of the Word of God. Anyway, le- next, 2 uh, Timothy 3.14.17. This is the last passage. Uh, Paul writes, but as for you, talking to Paul uh, to Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have firm believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God might be complete, equipped for every good work. Right? You have heard this a lot, probably. But what, what is new? What, what that speaks to you, uh, in a sense? So, you want to be wise? <laughs> you know this word. You, you, we all want wisdom. We need wisdom in dark times like the ones that we are living you know, we need wisdom. It's the invitation. You can read all the, the first chapters of Proverbs and you will see, my gosh, this is wisdom. And this is like a father talking to a son, right? And saying, you want wisdom? Please take this word. Hold it, hold it, obey it, right? Know it, value it. And this idea of scripture breaded by God, right? I don't need to make a point of it, you know? bread by God, yes. Many people, many circumstances, but... Predated by God. God breathes that every time that we engage with it, with our hearts open to receive it. And profitable for teaching. This is not the whole point, but reproof and correction and training. Is your heart and my heart open as I go to the word of God, not for judgment and condemnation, but for learning with an openness to say, Lord, will you teach me? Here I am. Okay, I'm going to make the... The hardest assumption that I need to make for some of us, maybe is the hardest, that I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to be loving. I don't know how to be pure. I don't know how to be compassionate. Whatever it is that you don't know, will you teach me? Will you teach me? Some of us go to the word of God, like saying, oh my gosh, I don't want to even open it because it's going to immediately judge me. Like it has happened probably for us. Anyway, you get some of the context of, scripture let's talk about how to let the this uh, this this bible this holy scripture influence us challenges to overcome a few ideas these are my ideas you know the first challenge that we usually have to overcome before we put ourselves in that place is the lack of desire and I don't know, I never actually it will be interesting to try to look for studies of <laughs> among people who follow are followers of Christ. You know, how many of people feel that they love and they, I really have a desire? I cannot wait. Many people might do it, I believe it, but probably many, many don't have a desire. Something is missing there. I really don't have a desire. I, I relate a lot with the, my wife Julie. I mean, when, when I think about this, I I, I think of her if you know she loves god i mean i can tell you i don't need to defend her put her in a pedestal but she is genuine oh my god she's real she's a seven on the enneagram if if you wonder full of life you know intense and and when she loves loves right and when she hates i don't know if she hates but when she's in the other side also is very intense she loves god and that's that's the first thing i saw in her and i love that of her but she will come to me in seasons like the season that we are living with a little baby and say, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I feel I know that I should go to the world or I'm tired or whatever. Lack of desire, you know? And many of us see that lack of desire and we go to judgment or whatever you go, shame. I just invite you to say, well, what happens when I don't desire something? I invite you to be aware of it and how to, to overcome this. Well, why don't you pray about it? What is this about, Lord? When I talk with Julie, it's easy, right? To say, well, you're just, uh, you're the mom of a new newborn baby. You're tired. right? Something, that's what's going on. It's not nothing else, but acknowledge if there's no desire and present your lack of desire to God. There's a star there. It's a way to overcome that challenge. Lack of discipline. This is a different kind of thing. I want to. I really want to. I really know that I know that I know that I want to. But I don't end doing it. I have bought all the gear and I have the membership for the gym and I have everything, but I never go. You know, discipline. Here is the thing that you can do. And this is I actually I I, I often say there are things that only God can do, and there are things that only I can do. Kind of God allowed what expects me to do. The, the discipline part, the showing up is my part. Okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to show up. And it's a habit and it's not easy. And if you do it in the, in the morning, you have to wake up early. And I don't know how many people love to wake up super early to do it, right? So do the, the part of discipline here's where your willfulness where a plan you know how i think it's 21 days they say that you need to, to create a habit right so here's the part when you say i am not gonna get lost in in my lack of discipline until i actually really start a plan and I start something that is doable it might be 10 minutes it might be 15 minutes but start working on the discipline i love the, the, the analogy with what workout you don't start running 10 miles you, you start running i don't know less than half a mile right A quarter of a quarter of a mile and you build from little to up this is a big deal too intellectual i believe this is one of the biggest deals uh, in as, a, as an obstacle that we need to overcome to let ourselves dwell and engage with the bible we are too intellectual because we live in a culture that has been intellectual remember not judgment in my words but just notice everything is about knowing in intellect degrees and and master degrees and phds and it seems that if we know better we are better but we don't have any evidence that uh, people with more degrees are happier than people with less degrees right so this is not about the intellect. We have over, overused our understanding of the Bible and, uh, and the scripture and, and practices into the intellectual level. So there are other elements, you know. Yeah, I put this is a great learning, might be helpful for you. You might have heard about this, but there are at least four levels of interpretation of the scripture I'm Jew- and, and following the, the Jewish tradition, right? The first level, the peshat, is the simple meaning, literal um, interpretation. So pretty much you read and what it says there, the intellectual level, this is it. And notice that this is the first level, is the most superficial, is the the literal way of you read and that's it. Obviously, if you read about that and you are going to the book of Numbers, or you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I don't really wanna read this thing because what's the point of me of knowing all, all these names? Anyway, one level. Next level that in the Jewish tradition recognizes Remes. That is this is a meaning like, like is hinted at. Here is with the all the allegory, the metaphor star. So where we use that actually when we were talking about the in the parables, right? So there is another meaning that is not the literal meaning. It's not that God is planting a literal seed in your heart and there is a literal path in your heart, right? It is it is the, the hinted at, is the allegoric meaning, and that grows a lot. A lot of the parables are there, and I love the parables because this uh, hinted at meaning it starts speaking in very different ways to different people, right? Next number three is drash, or the meaning that is search after. is personal. Uh, this is deeper, right? Here is when you allow your own self to be part of that meaning. So what the Lord is telling me, knowing my circumstances, you know, have you had that situation when you, you are in, in a specific thing and somebody gives you a scripture and say, oh my gosh, this is like for me because I am living to listen. You know, it's a very personal, subjective circumstance that allows this meaning to take place. God is speaking to me. Right? And finally, for meaning, uh, four level is Sod. That is the secret meaning. That's more mystical. That is the place, that, that is John of the Cross or, or Teresa of Avila talking about something that is hidden and it happens in, in contemplation and, and in mystical experiences. I'm just giving you, that is the Jewish tradition that in many cases was the context, cultural context for our holy scriptures, right? So they have four meanings. How are you allowing yourself to step into these other deeper levels of interpretation of the Bible. Don't leave it Don't leave it in the literal or intellectual level. Allow yourself the metaphor. How is this speaking to your life in the personal? And is there something deep that God is speaking to you through it? Create a space for that. Many of us have been taught, and it's good for me to say this, have been taught not to trust in our hearts because the heart is deceptive, right? All the root of evil comes from it and there's a scripture to put there and say oh my God, no, 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 no. I'm not going to trust my experience. It's just the learning of the logos of of God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, would you allow yourself some space now and then to engage in a different level to go deeper in a way? Many of us have been interacting with the Bible only from the point, point of content Content data and not process what I mean with this Is what is the response of your heart when you are reading the passage? Process process is not about content data. It is about what is going on here Is my heart being lifted up is this producing hope is this producing resistance is this producing? I don't like that see that process Present the process and you will see how it goes deep in your way. Somebody needs to give you permission to do that. Allow me humbly to give you permission today. <laughs> okay. You say, "No, well, nobody told me to do that. I, I, I learned to, to to see the scripture only as it has to be sanctioned. Like in, in the research, it has to be peer reviewed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the spiritual journey that God takes us is not only peer review. We need community, and we need that balance, that you need to let your heart listen to the word of God. Finally, another challenge is untimely intention and motivation. i just give a brief example about this. In my case, I can notice how many times I go to the scripture because I need to teach. <laughs> you know, because I need to get something done we try to teach, we try to get from the scripture, but we are not opening our hearts for the teaching, for the application that is for us. Very briefly, how do we engage with the scripture? And uh, there are so many ways, okay? I want you to, to consider this is one of the many ways to engage with the scripture. I call it contemplative reading and meditation. It is hard also to separate the reading of the scripture from the meditation and from the prayer. In many ways, takes place at the same time, but these are my my suggestions to engage with the scripture. First, settle down. Settle down. We usually live in, also in a culture, and we don't have many margins or many transitions, especially with the scripture. Create a space that allows this settling down. Silence, as we do uh, in our practice before these conversations. Breathing. It might be um, just uh, maybe even a walk. It might be a song. It might be a specific prayer that you have. But settle down as you enter in that space. Make sure that you take your time. You know, don't rush into it. Uh, allow the space. You know, give yourself uh, enough space to, to engage in a scripture. Some of us, Try to finish, you know. I, I relate with that. I might engage scripture trying to get it done. I would need to finish my chapter, my whatever it is. And then, you know, I just crump the scripture in the time that I have. What if you enter uh, into this space and not with the goal of finishing, but allow to create a space, to make a spacious? As you enter and go slowly, you know, notice. Notice the invitation to slow down and go deeper. You know, sometimes we again we try to notice with our intellect. I'm gonna give you this picture. This picture is, is helpful for me. Have you ever been in a beautiful I don't know, place, it might be the, the, the ocean, it might be a, a garden, and there is a beautiful breeze, and you can feel it, but you don't know where it comes from. So you're trying to notice in your body where this air is coming from. And sometimes it takes time, but it takes a very different uh, awareness than just the intellectual one. What, how could you translate translate that to the idea of noticing your heart? It's like you are actually with your eyes closed, as kind of feeling every word, and there's a moment when you feel that that word is, is charged with something else. It's the invitation of God to slow down, stay there, go deeper, stay with that word help me Holy Spirit to hear what you're saying when you are invited to go deeper slow down and go deeper linger savior contemplate ask move to a deeper level of interpretation go into how you're speaking this to me what what is the picture the image many people have uh, uh, more than ideas they have a picture and I, I see, I see Christ sitting, and I am am in this beautiful place. That happens in a spiritual direction oftentimes, many times. Engage your imaginations, imagination and your senses. Sit down in that scripture, especially if you are reading the Gospels. You are relating with Jesus, with people, with the disciples. What is the smell? How does it feel? What are you hearing? What is around you? don't don't be afraid of of uh, getting out of context you know this is a contemplative reading you're not making a bible study this is not about theology is about allowing your heart to notice what god is telling you so engage your imagination and your senses as you can jot down notes you know you don't have to to write a lot but It is so helpful as you're reading to put some of the notes, maybe a question or something that brings back that thing. A lot of the work in in this formation process of hearing from God is that we see it and immediately we don't see it. It's like God likes to play hide and seek in a way. Our full presence needs to be there. So you can put that, that question or that word that is calling your attention, write it. And finally, respond and contemplate. You know, when I say contemplate, it's just be quiet. Be with it. Sit with it. Don't, respond, yes, Lord, no, Lord, or whatever. I'm afraid, Lord, or tell me more, Lord. I don't know what to do, Lord. Whatever response come, and let's sit down and be quiet for a moment. You know, the picture that we use also in Faith Walking, and it works for Faith Walking. I think it works really well in this uh, case, too, is The clock's line, and you just put that, you just get between God and you, and you just sit and let that be for a moment, a few minutes. Finally, remember, you know, again, this is so clear right now. An hour from now is not so clear. So, somehow, we need to bring that to a front burner of our consciousness. Make a, those notes, the journal, whatever it is that helps you to come back. The, the practice of the examining is very helpful for this. So here you have that, that, that is what I suggest. You know that you can do to to engage with the scripture in this aspect. Briefly, what is helpful? Create a suitable space and time. You know, people have a closet. People have a, a morning or an evening. Whatever works for you. Create rhythms. I always say healthy rhythms empower healthy intuition. If you have a rhythm, you will see how there are moments when you feel clearly that God is calling you to the scripture. But you need a rhythm to recognize those movements. Have a reading plan. You know, this is not like an open. There are so many, the, the lectionary or So many reading plans that are not about reading the Bible in a year, which is a great plan. But they are about reading and going to the Bible with other people who are going to the Bible in the world. I love that idea. And just thinking that you are receiving the same scripture that they are. They are considering, they are praying and responding. It's a beautiful thing. Whatever is your thing, have a reading plan. There are so many reading plans right now available. Have one so you can start there and trust that God will use you and meet you in that plan that you have. Pay attention to what your soul needs. This is not a project, okay? So sometimes it happens to me, oh my gosh, I cannot engage. My soul needs a walk today (laughs) and not sit down just like that. Then give to your soul what your soul needs. Trust the process, okay? This is not a project again. And finally, have a spiritual friend to help you remember. Okay? This is probably one of the best ways to remember uh, an agreement with a spiritual friendship, a friend that you say, you know, what if we talk, you know, every week or so, and and let me tell you what I'm hearing God telling me. When you don't examine, usually it might be that your spiritual direction ask you, so what scripture has been meaningful for you? And I see the eyes, many times it's like, mm, it's like they go inside and they start remembering. That's a good thing. Good. So okay, let me stop here and invite you to to reflect with me. What are you present to as we talk about engaging with the scripture, engaging with the scripture in a way in which we are in this space for God to shape us today?
1: I'll begin. Thank you for sharing the four ways uh, that that the that the Jewish tradition interpreted scripture. Because, like you, and maybe many of us, um, I was taught for the longest time about the intellectual. Sometimes, sometimes how it might relate to personally. But um, this is so good. Uh, just and it reminds me, even just of everything that God does there's always a certain surface level that we can appreciate but there's always there's always more that's what I'm always impressed with with the lord is like yes this is true and there's more um and so this was just really i guess uh validating it's just affirming me and as we get to know him in our relationship for many years i was in a church that was all about the intellectual. It was all about the correct way of interpreting the Bible interpreting the Bible. And I learned many, many good things in that tradition. But there was more. (laughs) And and I felt like um in digging deeper into the scripture, it becomes more relational with the Lord. And so I just I appreciate that so much. So many good things here. Thank you, Marcus.
0: Thank you, Trace. I
1: wanted to say that for me, this comes just at the right time um, because I've been thinking that I I pray the, the um, divine office every day—a morning prayer and evening prayer and Compline—so that's part of my routine. And the scripture from the lectionary is part of my routine, but it's not the same thing as sitting down with with the Bible intentionally to to read it. And I was thinking I need that right now, so this is perfect timing for me. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. It's great. So.
2: Something I feel like um, the the Lord has been showing me um, in recent months, particularly during this pandemic time, um, and reinforced by what you talked about today is how, God really does speak to us through the scriptures. Uh, it's his living word. And, uh, you know, I've, I've just, I've had a fresh sense of that and of hearing, hearing his voice um, through the scriptures and um, just experiencing the life that he brings uh, through that. Um, it's, been, it, it, it's been very meaningful uh, to me, and, um, you know, the, the thing that I tend to lack is the discipline, and so it was good to hear that part of it because, you know, I'm a little bit scattered <laughs> in, uh, you know, and how I do all this, and uh, I think I'm needing... I'm needing a little more discipline, where I set aside um, a specific time instead of the sort of you know catch as catch can.
0: Thank you. So, all of us have struggled with this idea of you know intellectual with some. I really say, who who, who needs to give me permission? Is <laughs> my pastor who, who needs Jesus? Would you give me permission to kind of? let my imagination go to approach a scripture not with the right wrong way not with the right wrong or defending christianity this is the word of god i'm going to prove it to you but just more like you say it Trish, as a relationship you know or, or should you mentioned life life this is about life this is not about right wrong thinking or, or judith saying yeah no this is not uh you know the workout that I need to do, kind of. You know the check. It is. It is actually entering into this. This is an important conversation. This is not a staff meeting every Monday. You know. Okay. <laughs> this is. Oh my God. This is a conversation with with you. I, I really need to hear from you. You know. I, I say in communication, I can have with Julie conversations that are in a level that is surface. You know. We need to pay the bills. We need to. <laughs> we need to do a lot of stuff. But I need to also. Get the place where you say, would you look in my eyes and I love you or, or tell me that you love me. I need that. That's what we're talking about. Judy.
1: Yes. Yeah, sometimes I, when I'm having my prayer times, I like to envision. I have a chair, a recliner that I sit in. I like to envision Jesus sitting on the couch across the room. And, and we're, this is a conversation that we're having. It's personal. It's the two of us. And um, it, it helps. It helps a lot.
0: There is uh, in the book uh, of uh, uh, David Benner he has a very good you know suggestion actually if you are interested imaginative uh, Bible reading I think and he invites you to engage your senses. he leads you through it. that's a resource that is there for you but you can do it you know you can just let yourself and there's a lot of healing in some uh, ways of, of counseling where you go back even in the faith-walking context to look into the experience that formed your vow, you know, in your past, and you ask, well, well Jesus, where are you? And, and you start letting the Spirit lead you to that, and, and even it becomes a dialogue. And all of this is mediated by the Scripture. You know, sometimes there is that one Scripture, through really the Scripture that we read today at the practice, You know, uh, you are my hiding place and my shield in your work, I hope. I gotta tell you how deeply that has spoken to me this last week and, and brought me to places of deep awareness of me and of God. So what else shapes me like that? You know, and I don't want to argue anything. Is the news? Is is the argument that I have last week with somebody, you know, let this be part of the shaping fingers of of the potter in you. This is uh, San Maximus, one of those uh, old teachers. And this is a longer quote, but I think it's very specific and maybe uh, our. Thinking today, he says in a scripture, the logos of God, the logos of God is called, is summoned, and actually is dew, water, spring, and river, according to the subjective capacity of the recipient, you and me. <laughs> to some, he is dew; he is dew, because he quenches the burning energy of the passions, which assails the body from without. To those Sir, in the depths of their their being by the poison of evil, he is water, not only because water through antipathy destroys its opposite, but also because it bestows a vivifying power conductive to well-being. To those in whom the fountain of contemplative experience is continually active, he, the Word of God, is spring bestowing wisdom. To those from whom flows the true teaching about salvation, he, the word of God, is a river copiously watering men, domestic animals, wild beasts, and plants. That is San Maximus. It's a big quote, but I love how he, he focuses in different aspects, but I love how he touches in the different way in which the word of God can be needed for you. Let God shape you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. More information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us/donate. Thank you for listening. Until I see the Christ in you, till I'm looking through the eyes of love. I'm looking through the eyes